Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hello, Sherry. Hi, Christiana. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about you? Well, I'm good, but you know... I was thinking recently, so many of our friends and family are part of this sandwich generation. You know, they're caring for their families, but they're also caring for their aging parents. And I think I just wanted to chat about our more seasoned friends and their fears. You know, the struggle is real, Sherry. The pandemic did not help at all. It actually made everything that was already bad worse. As a lot of people in the sandwich generation who are caregivers, are suffering from severe burnout in most cases. In fact, it is so bad out there that I actually decided to write my new book about burnout, and it's titled Unrivaled. And this was inspired by just watching, you know, families struggle. Even children are affected. Yeah, definitely. And I can't wait to read this new book of yours. but. First, let's ask everyone to grab that tall glass of water, iced tea, or coconut water and put on their walking shoes and join us as we chat about seniors and their fears. Sherry, I'm just wondering, what made you think of this topic? I really don't know. I think I was just thinking about you know, how aging is a very natural and inevitable part of our lives. But some people have fears about what life would be like in their later years. And and some of these fears are rational, right? Some of them are not. And I think about my dad, for example, he used to worry all the time that he would not have enough money, you know, and he grew up really poor. And I think part of his fear came from that, like not wanting to return to those days. Oh, yes. A lot of people do worry. It's all about mindset. You know, this fear when you've been poor or you've lost money before, it's always seemed to rear its ugly head. It's like if memory serves me right, I think Will Smith, I don't know if he was talking to Oprah or somebody, and he was discussing a similar fear about <laughs> the fear of going broke again. I think he had made money when he was young and lost it and then okay. he recovered. And so even though he seemed to have all the money he could spend, I don't know, yeah. but it just really scared that it might go broke again. Our thoughts can hold us hostage. It, they literally terrorize us, you know, when when you're worried about something and that fear that just stays with you and just never goes away. Fortunately, there are ways that we can uh, mitigate this problem by either talking to somebody looking at self-help books and, you know, different ways, you know, that you can get rid of that fear, you know, talking to the right professionals. And I think we've discussed mindset in one of our previous episodes, and we actually talk about mindset a lot, especially the one on resilience. Like, yes. you know, resilience is like a muscle. You can actually build it. You can build upon what you have. So I think that is the one thing that I think people who have that type of mindset of fear should consider doing. Yeah. And I think too, like just talking about this, because it's like, 
I think the reason why I wanted to talk about it was so that people who have like seniors in their lives who have might have these fears is so that they're kind of um, it's like they're prepared to chat about them. Like it's you're anticipating, right? So you can prepare yourself to, you know, on what you can say to help them feel more comfortable because, you know, change is, you know, can be intimidating and it does induce fear, but, but sometimes like when changes happen to our bodies and, or our personal circumstances, it could be even scarier. And I think that's maybe why aging is scary. You know, as we get older, there are changes and unknowns, right? Changes to our bodies, unknowns that come up. And it's funny because we talk so much with our children about changes they go through as they grow up, but we don't necessarily talk about aging and our body as we get older. So I just thought because our parents or our loved ones may not be so open to talking about their fears that we would chat about some of the top fears about aging and and help our loved ones understand so that they can start a discussion with their loved ones too about their fears. Yeah, that is so true. I I, I just think that, you know, aging is a constant. It's something that will happen. You know, it's just one of those things in life that is, you can't run away from it. No amount of plastic surgery will save you from, from aging. I know, it's happening to us right now. Uh, no, speak for yourself. See what I mean? Mindset, right? But <laughs> but I, I, I personally feel really blessed being a nurse because it just, it opened me up to the uncertainties in life. And just like the COVID pandemic did for everyone, at least in most part of the world, like the one thing my father always would say is no condition is permanent. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be healthy, strong today. Something may happen. You become sick tomorrow, right? Yeah. Or we all try to strive for health. And so that even though we know we are aging, we can all age, you know, nicely and you know be forever young and continue to be able to do things that we've always done for ourselves but it's just important that you know we we learn to embrace every day of our lives and just put ourselves in that comfort zone and whether we are old or young life impacts us so fear is something that we need to learn ways to to manage and continue to try and live healthier lives. And that being said, the fear of aging is a big elephant in the room still, right? So Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the biggest fears that seniors might have is losing in their independence, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it like multiple times, you know, first with my grandmother and then with my brother through his battle with ALS and then my dad. And I can't even imagine, you know, right now for me having to rely on somebody to take me to an appointment or just to go out and have a cup of coffee But I know that the day will come and understanding that our loved ones feel the same way about their fears about the their loss of independence is is a really good start for us all. Yeah, there's that saying that says once a man, twice a child, you know, so it's like 
as in the case of your younger brother, Chris, who actually, you know, succumbed to ALS. I know he stole his independence when he was still young yeah. and eventually stole his life. So it doesn't matter what stage we are, how old we are or how young we are. It could happen. And right. we cannot be afraid. Fear, according to Franklin Roosevelt, said we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Because if you allow fear to take hold of you, you'll be paralyzed and you miss out on all the joys of life. There's so much to enjoy and there are adversities in life. Everyone gets them. Some people more yeah. so than the other. So I think instead of just, you know, completely succumbing to that fear, and we, we should actually try to look at the positive aspects of life and do our best to help our seniors make better decisions for independence, like rather than, you know, making decisions for them, you know, just letting them do things that they can still do. So instead of telling your loved one not to change a light bulb, but because they may fall, that may make them feel like, you know what, you don't think they are capable. Instead, ask them if they would like you to change the light or check what light is not working properly so that you change it. You know, be gentle with how you talk to them so that they know they can still feel that they have that independence, even though you are supporting them otherwise, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I totally think that's a it's a great idea. And it's so funny because you said <laughs> you said the word gentle. And I sometimes think I'm not so gentle, <laughs> but I will remember that word for sure. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's funny because my mom is so super independent, so independent, but there are definitely things that she just will tell me to handle. And she just wants to sit back and not have anything to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. And technology is definitely one of those things. Well, I demand it. <laughs> I just got one of the kids and I ask them to do something that is technologically related for me. <laughs> I don't even try when they're around. Well, unfortunately, though, one of the biggest associations with age is decline in health. Yes. So as our loved ones age, they may start to see their physical health or abilities deteriorate, like even walking and all that. And that in itself is scary. I think I just repeated this story to someone recently. I was at a church function and they were having snack. And because there's still COVID out there, at least in my world of the healthcare sector, mm -hmm. I stepped out of the room. I did not want to be with people that had their masks off. So when I was standing at the bottom of the stairs, a guy was struggling down the stairs and he turned to the man behind me and said, my goodness, when I was in high school, I used to be the first or second every time we raced. And here I am, you know, barely able to even walk. And, you know, I really took it to heart. And because, you know, when you get up now, you may say, oh, Griffin needs you. You just stand up and you go do something. You don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah. But for some people, it's a struggle. Yeah. It takes a few minutes to get up and there's so much pain, you know. So those type of things, you know, I know that people see that. And seniors, 
or seasoned people, when they see other people struggling, sometimes they think they can catch it. They think it's contagious. And that is why it's not like a lot of seniors just are insensitive to people with dementia. It's that they are scared. They think it will rub off on them too. So that is why, especially in in the larger facilities where you have well seniors, they do not tolerate people with dementia. They're not being insensitive. It's just that fear. It's sad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, to help our loved ones cope with aging and declining health, I think it's important that we have open discussions with them, right? And let them know that they're not alone with their health conditions because 91% of seniors have at least one chronic condition. So it's only natural as we age that you know, things start to break down a little bit with our bodies, but there are definitely things we can do to help. And and I think part of our podcast is all about that, right? How we stay forever young, how we can care for ourselves so that as we age, we can, our bodies can handle it better, right? Yes. So yeah. I think, you know, it's it's normal for seniors to have something wrong or something that they need help with. And in fact, you know, 65% of aging adults rely on long-term help from family and friends. And even 30% use paid assistance. So they have someone coming to the home to help them on a regular basis. So I think like, it's, it's not taboo. It's not scary. It's, you know, part of our aging process. Part of our humanity. That is, you know, hey, not everything, everything has an inspiration date, even human beings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's one way to look at it. My brother always says that. So anyway, compliments to Brother Tino. So anyway, helping our loved ones to find something of interest to give them that sense of purpose is very important. We need to try to encourage them to get out more and get involved because the the thing is, as people age, they start to withdraw. You know, they start to become like shut-ins. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go out, especially in the in the winter months where fall is, you know, there's high risk of falling. Another yeah. fear that seniors have may be the fear of managing activities of daily living. So not being able to perform tasks that they used to perform themselves, like even bodily functions. And um, that is something also that scares them. Like you can't Mm -hmm. just go in the shower. A lot of seniors don't take baths anymore because they think they will fall, you know. And so it's just important that, you know, we, we just make them feel, give, try to enable them to feel more independent and have some control by, you know, helping to create environments that will help them to be successful, for instance. And so like seniors that need help with cooking, 
maybe there are so many ways to do that, either coming yeah. in or getting someone to come and cook and put things in the freezer for them so they can just warm up, having mm-hmm. meal deliveries, like meals on wheels, or just having a caterer make meals and bring to them. Again, in the case, like you said, seniors have people coming in to help them with, you know, maybe bathing and so forth. So it's important to just give them as much room to continue to do as much as they can do for themselves. Maybe somebody can still cook, but they cannot do the groceries. You can bring the groceries and you can order in, you know, and just help them to continue to be as independent as they can for as long as they possibly can. Yeah. I mean, I definitely went through this with my brother when he was battling ALS and there was a time period where he needed help eating you know, he could hold his utensils and move his arms, but he had trouble gripping the utensils. And so there were things that we could do to help him. Like there are these foam foam things that you can put on the utensils so that he could hold on, you know, easier to the utensils, right? And so he could continue to feed himself for as long as he was able to, right? Like, being able to give him that independence, I think was so important to him, right? Because he knew he was going to lose it eventually, but being able to be independent for as long as he could was, I think, made a big difference in his life. And I think it's also really important that we're able to talk to our loved ones about their ability to handle their daily living tasks, right? Let them know that it's not a sad thing or it's not a big deal, right? That we could find solutions to help them so that they're, they're not completely at a loss, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right, Sherry. I think it's so important to give people the opportunity to do things that they can still do for themselves and foster independence, you know, dignity and respect. For instance, we're talking about say even cooking. When somebody has the groceries and they have everything that they need to make a particular meal, maybe they're having difficulty chopping up the vegetables and you are there to assist them chop up the vegetable and they can still put everything together into the pot and make it. It makes them feel so good. One of my staff at work, she's really good with this. She gets residents cooking sometimes. I just sent a video to a daughter and she was like, oh my God, this is so wonderful. My mom used to love to cook and that was many, many years ago. So yeah. you know, that just brings that moment, you know, that enjoyment. You know, that particular lady for the next couple of days, she would not leave the kitchen. She became the cook. She would not move <laughs> from the kitchen. And I'm like, oh my God, what did we do? <laughs> that is so funny because I remember a time like my dad kind of had stopped cooking, but what drove him nuts was that my mom, she used to cut the meat so thick and he, you know, in Chinese cooking, it's like thinner, right? Smaller. And he could still do that. Like it would take him a lot longer, Mm. but he would stand there and be like, move out of the way. Your mom was like me, just, you know, get it done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, wait, no, that's not right. I need to fix that. Another fear that seniors may have is a fear of falling. This is such a big fear, like, you know, and especially once you fall in once, you may fall again, actually. So on Obama, President Obama's second inauguration, I fell in my shower and I hit my head. 
No. So what happened is that I had used this oil that I was supposed to put on my feet and with socks. I guess it did not absorb. So I went to go take a shower and I took a big fall. And I asked my daughter, of course, yeah, I'm a nurse, but I'm like, okay, can you just look up the signs of concussion and stuff okay. like that? And she goes, oh, mom, it says here that you'll fall again within three months. I'm like, just <laughs> keep quiet and get out of here. <laughs> so she was reading about seniors. And I was thinking about that. Why does a senior have to fall again within three months? <laughs> yeah. And I came up with the, the reason, the reason being that when a senior falls, they tell you they're falling or you know they're falling, but that problem hasn't been resolved. You know, okay. yeah. So was yeah. it a rug? Was it a loose rug? Do they is it their vision yeah. and they did not see the, the dog on the floor and they tripped? So until you are able to find out what caused that fall, they will fall again within three months, right? <laughs> but so that makes them very scared, and then they don't even want like they don't even want to get up and walk sometimes it freezes them or they don't want to ever go outside because they may fall so it is important that we are very vigilant about environment so according to the center for disease control and prevention one in three seniors has a fall each year so this aging and falling is is real it's not irrational but again why are they falling Right. That is, we need to get to the source because there's a reason that they are falling. Yeah. And Christiana, my dad, he fell all the time. And now we understand that it was his balance and his dementia setting in, but it was such a crazy time because contrary to what you were just saying, my dad falling did not stop him from getting up and going. Good for him. The man kept going, but he kept falling also. And it was definitely not a fun time. (laughs) Yeah, there are some seniors that are so resilient and you can't put them down. Like, you know, even though they are hurt and especially people with dementia, we are scared they're going to fall. You even give them a walker. They won't remember the walker. They just get no, up no, no, and no. go. He was like, I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't need that. What's okay. that for? So that is but, where it is so important, again, to just be so conscious of their environment, to do a scan of the environment, see yeah. if that bedside table that has been there for 50 years now needs to be moved. You well, know, yeah. Exactly. If, they, if, if the rug, you know, those area rugs, they're not the most suitable for people because mm-hmm. they might just trip on the edge of the rug, right? So there mm-hmm. are so many things that we can do to make environment safe for seniors. And at the same time, it's important to start, you know, installing rails, handrails in the bathrooms and, you know, decks and those places where just they need to have something to grip onto and check the medications that they are taking, check their vision. Oh, yeah, and for their, sure. And their, and their hearing, because sometimes those things go together. And in the middle ear helps us with balance. So if somebody has anything to do with the ear, they could be dizzy and lose their balance. So definitely getting a doctor involved or healthcare practitioners is great. And if they cannot even live alone anymore, going into a senior's facility, 
I know for some people it's taboo, but mm-hmm. for me, I just believe that if a senior gets to a point where they're not able to be out there and get enough stimulation anymore, it's time to go into a community. But yeah. then make sure you get the right community, not just anyone. It has to be suitable. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. So aging doesn't have to be so frightening, right? I mean, we were able to have some good laughs when we talked about this. (laughs) (laughs) And after all, as I did mention earlier, our whole podcast is about staying forever young, isn't it? Indeed, it is. So and staying forever young means we do our part in aging gracefully You know, you hear about people in their 90s who are still strong and independent. I think I've read about some people that are 100 and 406 that are still driving. You know, it's not that everyone is so blessed, but there are some people like that. And you start to wonder what they do to make it there and be that strong. Then you look at other people who are in their 70s, you know, 80s, who struggle just to get out from their sitting position and Mm -hmm. so forth. And, you know, this is definitely one of the reasons that we started this so we can share the little that we know, you know, do a little research and bring more information to people just to know that no matter what, we still have to do our part in aging. You have to eat healthy exercise, sleep, maintain sleep. stress, <laughs> a whole buffet of things. I'm yes. sure you'll be hungry again. I and, am hungry um, right now. <laughs> <laughs> so because lifestyles matter. So it is important that, you know, we just know that we need to do our part in the aging process. Yes. So I think you know, keeping the open communication flowing between you and your aging loved ones is maybe one of the best things we can do to help this. And personally, I'm a firm believer that what you put in your body is what you will get out of it. Yeah. After all, you cannot make a withdrawal without first making a deposit. <laughs> so I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.